The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. You look very fluffy. Hi, Scout. Hi, babe. Hello. How are you? What's happening? Oh, I'm good. I've been up for a couple hours. My fiance loves me so much that he decided to book my dentist appointment at 8 a.m. in the morning for a deep cleaning. Yeah, that's my kind of appointment. Like, who the fuck wants to go at 8 a.m. and get their teeth deep cleaned? You want you want metal shit in your mouth at 8 a.m.? Oh yeah, I want. I'm like up and ready to go at six. I'm like, let's do it by 11:30. I'm like, I'm ready to take a nap. Yeah, I'm not there yet in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not. I'm not there yet. (laughs) It's because he's older than you. Is he always up before you? Well, yeah, but he's he's a job. <laughs> oh, well, so do you. It's called life. Yeah, but my life doesn't start until like nine o'clock. We talk about this, and you go, "Oh, just wait, girlfriend. Just wait, just girlfriend. Wait. Just wait." <laughs> I remember when I had my fitness studio. My employees would call me because the first class was like six fifteen or whatever, and like something would be wrong at the studio. Like they couldn't get the sound to work, or they weren't able to sign people in on Mind Body, or like something would happen. Yeah, and they would call me, and I would be like, "Hi, I'm so sorry to call so early because if they knew that I was like passed out, but oh, that was really? like the six a.m. class, eight o'clock. I was like up and moving by then. Oh man, I can't. I I mean, I've tried. I tried. You know, I tried because usually, like, I'll take yoga at like ten a.m. and that's my wake up call. Yeah, that's my that's my okay. I'm ready. But like, I've tried doing you know what I love yoga earlier, and I feel like shit. Really? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Being a feeling like shit, how was your Christmas party? Oh, it was fucking great. It was so great. It was about 90 people. <laughs> God, crazy. Which was nuts. But um, I had so much fun. You know, like that sort of energy and other people's energy like recharges me. The party was was really, really great. I'm definitely a hostess personality where I was just like kind of like bouncing around right from person to person which was great. My hostee was kind of chilling and having fun. He was so good with like like getting the food, getting the pizzas, like all that kind of stuff. I was more of like controlling the people, but it was so funny at at one point, you know, when you have 90 people and you're doing a white elephant. This is another example where I'm like, okay, fuck. Yeah. I can run a set. I'm fine. I'm fine. This is great. I literally was like, quiet on set, everybody. Quiet on set. Quiet on set. All right. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get 30 people. Listen for your name. I like, I literally, I was the one who was like, poor Anne's friends probably like, who's this bitch? Who's this fucking- So you want to be, so you want to be first AD essentially. I would fucking kill as a first AD. And I know that, but it's not what I want to do. I would be able to have people like me but then also like give them structure. It's like talking to a child. It's like a child likes me, but still like you can you discipline know, there's, them. There's structure, but they still fucking come back for more. That's the goal, right? <laughs> of a first AD, I feel like. So everybody comes back for more. Yeah. What did you get? I, what was your present? Did you pick, get to pick one too? Did oh, you bring one and then uh, pick yeah. one? Yeah. 
we grouped off everybody in about 30 people a room and we had three leaders, which was my buddy Tim, a director that I worked with, and then his wife. They were mm-hmm. they led two different rooms, and then Tom led one. By that time, it was like 9.30, and everybody was like toasted a little bit. So it was pretty rowdy. I brought a golf mat that you can use on the toilet. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> with, I think, oh, the, the socks that you can – that you wear that – the hands touch, like there's like hands on these socks and they touch. Yeah, it's really, really cute. <laughs> so I brought that. That was my gift. Nobody was stoked about it. I was like, cool, great. I suck at Seriously? Stuff. Yeah, nobody was like too stoked about it. Maybe also because I was like, what else did everybody? <laughs> Maybe by that point, everyone was like, oh, fuck. Okay. We're, you know, because it's all industry people. And then I got a wand, Harry Potter wand. Oh, I thought you were talking about another kind of wand, oh, a magic no, wand. No, 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 not that wand. I got – that's for your party. I, <laughs> I got a, a Harry Potter wand that works at Universal. Oh, that's expensive. I was stoked. And I got it from someone Nobody that stole a, that from you? Well, I was the last one. Oh. Yeah, baby. But, but number one can go and steal anything. Yeah, I guess they didn't want it. I guess no one's as much of a nerd as as me. Uh-oh. That would like I bet really some of like our listeners are beg to <laughs> beg to differ. Yeah. I would have stolen it for my kid in two seconds. I know, yeah, for your kid. <laughs> <laughs> there is that's what you yeah, for your kid. <laughs> so I had I had three Christmas parties this last weekend. Uh-huh. I had Friday night with newer friends of ours. It's so funny how everyone's are so different from one another. Like yeah. they were so extreme different. And I love that we're going last for ours because then I could like take all the things that I loved about it and do it and then get like whatever didn't work for their parties. I could like nix off of ideas for me. Yeah. The first party I went to was Friday and that was at this big old, you know, 20 acre ranch kind of like half an hour away or whatever. Um, Her and her husband's kids go to school with my kids. We're newer friends. I actually haven't been to their house yet. Um, We got there a little bit late because it was first night of Hanukkah. So we did like dinner here and with my mom and sister. And then we went and she stayed with the boys. And so everybody was pretty hammered by the time we got there. Mm -hmm. So we walked in and sat down and was like, we just started to play white elephant right as we walked in and sat down. Cool. So perfect timing. It was a very quick way to get to know everyone's personalities and they had all – they all knew each other and like went to college together or like had been friends for 15, 20 years. Like it wasn't like other people. So it felt a little bit like – I don't know. There were some interesting things that were there. I, I don't, I don't want to say specifically. There was – because in case they listen. I don't know if they listen to the show or not, but just in case. They're like, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're super cool. Their house is fucking dope. Like they're – the way they have their house decorated, you would fucking – What do they do? Love it. He is an architectural contractor and she is a hairdresser. They've had like salon, salons and sold salons and kind of like done that stuff. So they're super creative. Their house was very cool, like way too cool to be parents. You know, like I like, like it just seemed like the dopest sort of like most bougie, like newly married, awesome, have money, like cool house. Cool. They have three girls the only thing that I thought was a little bit weird, I don't know if they put it in there when people came or if it's always in there, but there was a painting in the bathroom, in their girl's bathroom, that said, please don't do coke in our bathroom. <laughs> 
but it was like, it wasn't like a sign. Like I've done, I've left signs before or like said comments like, hey, I don't know. Was it a picture frame? Like something like hung up? It was like a piece of art. It was like a, it was like a painting of a woman. And then the place in Dukok in our bathroom was like on it. It wasn't, it wasn't in one of the, one of the white elephant gifts was like a funny, like, like a dollar bill rolled up with like flour and a mirror. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't real Coke or anything like that. It was like powdered sugar or something, but, and I'm not, listen to each his own, whatever. But I was like, that's kind of an interesting dynamic to put in your daughter's bathroom when they're like all under 10 years old. Yeah. That's funny. That's interesting. I mean, that, that would be in someone's house here, LA. Of course it would. Of course it would. It probably was in <laughs> my kids. house when I was 30 something and, but not in my kid's bathroom. Yeah. Your kid's bathroom. That's a little odd. Mommy, what's Coke? But, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm like, I Mommy, wonder. what's that? Yeah, exactly. But they're, they're cool. They're, I think their, their friends are younger. They're like mid thirties. So I felt a little bit you know, a little bit older. And then David and I just found ourselves out in the back, like talking to each other while everybody was kind of like either like smoking a joint or sleeping or like chilling or in the jacuzzi with like one other friend. So everybody was kind of like on the down when we got there. So that was that party. And then the next party was our friends around the corner who it was a prince and princess. I'm sorry, a king and queen red carpet formal. Holy balls. (laughs) <laughs> they're For so Christmas? cute. They're Mexican. They own like Mexican restaurants. They're the ones that are going to cater my party. They're oh like, oh my god, that's just like so crazy. I, I mean, I love a dress up. I love a dress up. The women had like big crowns. The men had crowns. All the women were in sequin gowns to the floor, like beautiful. I mean, so ornate, so over the top, so like go big or go home. And like, wow. there was a DJ playing like house music upstairs, and you know, like my it was. Party. Like, so over the top, but yeah. so cute. So like to go from one to the other. And then on Sunday, my friend Jana had her ornament swap party, at, but it was a breakfast thing. So it was at the coffee house. They have a coffee shop in my neighborhood now at the front. So, which is like wood burning fireplace and super cute. So she had it there with her friend Katie. And so it was like 25 women, all moms between like, you know, early thirties and late fifties, essentially. And then we did an ornament exchange. They played games, which I'm totally going to like do some of that stuff. Like you have to cover your face in Vaseline and stick your face in a pile of cotton balls and whoever gets the most cotton balls wins. And they win like awesome prizes, like Stanley cups and like purses and, you know, really cool stuff like that. Brunch. This is, a, this is a 10 o'clock in the morning with a bunch <laughs> of ladies drinking mimosas and Bloody Marys, by the way. Oh my God. That's so funny. And then we did, they did one where they had to bust, who can bust the most balloons with wearing a pair of pot holders. Mm-hmm. You can't use anything but your hands. And then the other one was like, like chucking Christmas ornaments, like hiking them through your legs. And the other person has to catch them in a bucket behind your ass. Oh, that's funny. That's so cool. Like stuff like I that. love games. Exchange I, and, I love games. I love there games was like at parties. One, of course, the one dirty ornament was I, – I was number one, so I got to steal at the very end, and I stole, like, the dirty ornament, which was hilarious because it wasn't even dirty. But most of the ornaments that we did – we did so we do white elephant with an ornament. Okay. So it's mostly, like, baby Jesus and, like, some psalm, whatever, whatever, prayer for oh, wow. nativity. Like, I mean, it's – Well, my uh, ornament, I mean, they would have been like, what is this? <laughs> Right. So, but everyone's like, oh, baby Jesus, God bless. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> so my God. Funny. That's a, that's crazy. 
I can't imagine you like like exchanging Bible ornaments. No, I I took the 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 one that I stole was a man. Was it the merman? It was a naked merman. Oh, okay, yeah, that's more it was like a martini glass and a Santa hat. Yeah, and I took okay. it and it had like little abs on him, and like all the ladies were like, "Ooh, let me feel the abs." Ooh, my God, look at it! Like it was so no hilarious. No wonder was- you feel like a different species there, and then you feel like you're like a captain of a different ship. Like, it, like no wonder you're like, wow. Cool. I can teach these bitches something because I'm so not. But the thing is, you know, I guess it's the southern way. Like, like, like. I don't know. Just, just I think if I move there, Danielle, I might like Texas might explode. No, but this is the thing. I'm in a different. (laughs) I'm in the country, and these ladies are older. Like, you go to Austin, you go to the cities, like whatever. But the thing is, once you get them drinking or out of their comfort zone, they're naughty, naughty, naughty. Yeah. It's just like in front of each other because it's it's just not they don't they don't talk about it. So it does seem like there is a little bit of like a fear when when they are because I've seen I've seen yeah it's some of your a fear of going to hell. Yeah, I, okay, I've seen some of your friends and 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 when they let loose, I can still see. I'm I don't know why I'm that person where I like really am in tune with like people's like what they're really feeling. Because I of find course. that way more interesting than what you're putting on. Yeah. I see behind those eyes. You're freaking the fuck out right now. Or you're <laughs> like, who are these people? Like, I I, I can see it, you know? But, but it's, like, exciting great. for them, I think, to – that's why it's, like, I don't know. That's why I'm so much fun for them to hang out with because yeah. why they keep coming over here and going out with me because they're, like, I can say that stuff or talk about that stuff or do that stuff or be yeah. open to it, you know? I mean, some of the husbands, like – were they like they were each other's first? I mean, these people have been together since high school. I know it's nuts. Oh man, but they're like happily married and have kids. And have you met any swingers yet? Not yet, but I know. But my neighbor Leslie, where they used to live, that whole their whole neighborhood was swingers. And I know there's an area down here. I'll, t- I'll, I'll I'm not going to say it out loud, but I'll take you to where it is where it's like kind of known that like everyone in this sort of community is kind of, you know, there's definitely naughty, naughty shit going on here. People are just 100%. not, they're just on the DL. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. Well, how Skip and Alice found it here? They lo- they loved it. Um, you know, they just got their new house. So they're oh, like, good. yeah, they're ready like to move in. Where did they move to or where, where are they moving to? Oh God. Alice told me it's, I don't know, by Bodie's school somewhere. I know it's so funny. Like I didn't realize how massive Austin really is. Like really is. It's not that big. Uh, it's pretty big. I feel like. Let me see. I mean, it just depends on maybe because it's vast. Like there's areas that are not built out yet. Yeah, she sent me. Oh my god, her house is so cute. Like such high ceilings and everything. I don't think she told me the area. It's four bedroom, two living rooms, dining room, an office, garage, and the garden next to a park and trails. Oh, nice. Alice needs to be a little bit closer into town because yeah. she she's already found her her like running community. Great. Like I was watching Skip's Instagram and he did Hanukkah there, and he had so many people at his house. I was like, this is so Wait, cool. They're Jewish. Yeah, Skip is Jewish. You didn't tell me that. Oh, yeah, Skip. Skip is so Jewish. Funny. No, I, you guys talked about that when you came over. We did. Yeah, he's Jewish. Yeah, 
I don't even remember. There's, I just signed up for the Jewish community like bulletin here. Oh. So I'm getting like alerts from like Jew things happening. Oh, I love it. Have they, have they confirmed that they're coming to your party? Yes. I, do Wait, they I know so. what kind of party it is? It's not that kind of party. <laughs> bitch, it's going to turn into that kind of party. Are it, you kidding it's me? not that kind of party, bitch. I'll be asleep by 11 o'clock. Trust me. Really? No, by midnight. Really? Yeah. It's starting at 7. I'm there. So I don't know if that's going to happen. You can entertain. The party I went to around the corner, the the red carpet party, I was there. It started at 5 o'clock. I got there at 5. I got there at 6. I was in bed by 9.30. Oh, shit. Y'all Maybe parties not a good time for late and then early. That's crazy. I was until my party until like 2.30. The party didn't end until 4 a.m. Oh, God. No. No, and then I woke no. up at like 7 a.m. to go clean. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I'm <laughs> far too old for that it's shit. Exaggerate. Oh my God, it's funny. Okay, so what kind of presents am I supposed to bring to this party? Naughty? No, naughty or nice. I mean, I would like, what would you want? Bitch, I mean, you, you, naughty, give me, like, you give me either naughty or nice, I'm going to choose naughty. I'm just trying to figure out how naughty are we going because I already got gifts, but I also don't want to shock your fucking friends. And they're, they're not like, going to shock my friends, bitch. trust me. I'm messaging me like who's bringing the whips and chains like you know okay I mean if you brought like you know a a, an asphyxiation bag or something like that for and a bottle of lube I'd be like hey that's a little bit too much right silence now's a good time for a commercial break (laughs) let's go to a commercial break on that everyone's like what the fuck all right guys take a listen to our sponsor it's not that naughty you know, like I think uh I don't know, like Jana got some like like potholder. I don't know what she got. Something kind of funny. Everyone's like excited about their gift, but it's not I mean, it's stuff that like my mom's gonna be here. You know what I mean? So it's not like that's it's not gonna happen like that. Yeah. How is everything? How's everything going with your family, mommy and everything? You know what's interesting? I actually my friend Matt. What's up, Matt? My friend Matt in Philly. He messaged, I'll redo his message. Hold on. And maybe we could talk more about it because I think people are interested and I don't ever, I mean, if people haven't gone back to the very first episode to kind of hear like some of the stuff we talked about in the beginning that hasn't come back up that we feel like we've like beaten with a death, you know, just beaten to death, then they don't know kind of like our stories with our families a little bit. So, so where is Matt, 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 where are you? So he said, I listened to the podcast today. It was interesting hearing more and he's really, he's friends with my sister. So so he says, listen to your podcast today. It was interesting hearing more about you and your mom's relationship. I'm curious about when Ashley came into the picture. Like, did my mom get remarried to her dad? Did I have a relationship with him? He said, there's too much to text back and forth, but I'm curious about it all. So, yeah. So my my mom got married at 19. My dad was three years older. I had a sister before, I talked about before, that was born a year before me that, that passed away at three, just over three weeks old. And I w- was born a year later. So I was the next, the next baby. And my mom and dad got divorced at t- when I was two. So I was born in New York and then moved to Florida. My mom wanted to be closer to her family and my dad was going down there. So moved to Florida. I lived there. My mom and dad got divorced at two, moved in with my grandparents. My mom met my stepdad, my sister's dad, when I was five, when my mom was working at a jewelry store at the mall and he was an electrician and he was, I think he's three years younger than her. And then my sister came, they got married when I was five and my sister was born when I was seven. My 
dad and my mom were, were friendly friends. Like my mom, my dad and my stepdad got along. I mean, there was no, there was never any like issues. My dad had moved back to New York at that point when my mom had gotten remarried. I just think my, my mom never, I think she always held a torch for my dad. You know, like put it this way. My mom still goes by the last name Harris. Like mm. that's my dad's name. My mom is was remarried and changed her name when she got remarried. And then after she got divorced from my sister's dad, she went back to my dad's last name. Mm. So I think that there was, you know, there was drama and trauma and like goofy stuff. I mean, I've heard stories. My dad was, was a trip. They had like a, a car dealership. I know I think my mom had told me once that my mom and dad were selling cocaine and quaaludes out of my grandma's house. Like <gasps> they would hide it in the, the at, or like the air conditioning vents. Oh my, my God. Hilarious. Like a bottle of Afrin. Uh-huh. Because it was always congested, but in the bottle of Afrin, no spray was actually cocaine. So nobody ever knew that, like, that's what he was doing. I think my dad was a bit of a trip, obviously. Yeah. So, and they're in New York, you know. It seemed like an exciting love, uh, an exciting love for her. I think that's really what it was. Yeah. I think it was like whirlwind. They met when, you know, she was in high school, he was in college. They got married right, you know, pretty quickly thereafter. So I think, so then my sister was born in August when I was seven. Also, like losing losing that person that you really well, he so- died right. He died after he. So my mom was already remarried. Was had my sister when I was seven, and then my dad died. My sister was born in August. My dad died January. So I think so. I went. You know, obviously went back funeral and like all that horrible stuff. And then my stepdad ironically got transferred. He was an electrician. Got transferred to New York from Florida for a job. Mm-hmm. So we went all together as a family. So my sister wasn't even a year old. My dad had just died and we were literally like picked up. All I knew at that point was really my like cute little house I had in Florida where I would take the bus to school and my grandparents were down the street and my best friend Jenny was across the street. And I was in like, you know, normal kid stuff. I was doing beauty pageants and, you know, that typical Florida shit that you do in the eighties, which I loved doing, taking acting classes and ballet and dance and all that shit. Just like you at, at you know a young age, just trying to see if I wanted to be an entertainer or whatever, or if I had it, it in me to be an entertainer. Yeah, and then I moved to New York, my step, and I got acquired by an agent that I had that had hit me up, you know, when I did like some kind of competition thing a few a few months or a year, I think earlier than that. So I signed with them, and then I started working, and then that was it. I didn't stop after that. You know, we lived in like a really shitty one bedroom apartment in Queens off the Vamic Expressway. And I would like, my bedroom was the dining room converted into a bedroom. And I would lay on the couch and watch like the honeymooners and cheers with my mom at 11 o'clock at night. And we'd watch, we'd see like rats running across our living room. Oh shit. I, or fucking roaches or, I mean, yeah, it was not, it was definitely not a awesome environment to live in. And then our building caught on fire. So I think it was like Christmas time, someone's Christmas tree caught on fire. So half our building burned down and I have images of like being in my pajamas with my like baby sister, like freezing New York City, like running across the overpass to go to a church to stay there while they figured out like whose apartment was gone and who was able to go back to their to their house, you know, the day later or whatever it was. So yeah, well, that's crazy. I was nuts. And then you know, kept taking the train into the city, and then my mom got super sick, and we had to move back to Florida for a year. So fourth grade, I was back in Florida with my grandparents. And my sister, I believe, and then went back to New York. And my mom and dad got stepdad got separated. And actually, that's not true. We moved to California for pilot season, and then during that time, my mom and stepdad 
split, essentially. And he never came out here. He moved back to Florida. Did it have to do with a lot of you, like, being away with working? I wonder. Because that's, like, that has to be really hard. Like, my, like, my, my stepmom and my dad, like, going to auditions and, like, constantly, like, that had to have been, like, really rough on them, you know, as a partnership. I just wonder. You know, they never let me see it, but I just wonder. Yeah. I mean, I think it was probably, you know, one of the, of the, of the positives is that my sister was like, there was never any competition or jealousy between my sister and I. So, you know, which, which could have been because she wasn't in the business. She ever want to be in the business? My mom tried to get her into it when she was younger. She did like a couple extra stuff, like on my movies and stuff. And she took headshots and she just wasn't really, she just wasn't really her thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't. I mean, she definitely, I definitely feel like my career took center stage and she was sort of, you know, shoved to the side. Yeah. And and still, you know, and I think that is unfortunately what happened with my mom's marriage to him as well. But yet that wasn't really my decision. Yeah. You know, so I feel like you'll see when you're married, like it's, it's, it's a balance. It's, you have to, you've got to put your husband first sometimes. Yeah. You know, you've got to, if your marriage isn't good and your relationship isn't good, your kids are going to suffer. You're going to suffer. Your career is going to, I mean, everything. So it's, it's an interesting balance to, to figure out how to juggle all of that stuff, I think. Yeah. And then my, so my sister just reconnected with her dad. She's I, in their divorce. She used to have to go down over the summers or whatever. My mom wasn't working. So I would always pay for her to go you know, to Florida until she just was like, I don't want to go anymore. She didn't get along with her. He, he got remarried. She didn't get along with her stepmom essentially when she was a teenager. And my mom and stuff that had a horrible relationship at that point. So at some point my sister was like, I don't want to go anymore. So she just stopped going. And she just reconnected with her dad about a year or so ago. So it's been, I was, I think the last time she saw him, maybe she was like 14, 13. 14, mm-hmm. something around there, teenager, early teenager. Mm-hmm. So it's been 20 something years since she's seen him. And she's, I, I gave, I got her tickets to go see him in Florida for Christmas. Oh, that's amazing. Her and my nephew, who, that's you know, great. finally has a grandpa now, essentially. Yeah. And they talk every weekend and he's sent, he's like, sends her cards and like they've completely rekindled their relationship. She wrote him a letter and was like, I'm sorry, you know, I, I don't want, like, I want you in my life. And it's working. Good. Good. I know. I, I, you know, it's never too late to like repair those relationships. I feel like everyone's so like, including me, everyone's so afraid of family dynamics. And when you've been kept apart for so long, I mean, take it from me, you know, I waited too long and now my mom is gone and I'll never have that. And I know it was both sides, but you know, I, I will, that's one thing that I struggle with that I, I waited too long and too long, too late. And when I was talking to my new therapist, I was talking about, you know, she, she was just like, that's gotta be really, really hard for you. And and then I was talking about my father and my stepmom. And I was like, I was like, fuck, my dad's 70. I barely see him. And it's from both sides. Um, I just realized for the first time that it's easier to stay away because I there's so much hurt within that sort of dynamic. So it's easier for both of us, I think, to just stay away. And there's a lot of fear on my end. 
from stuff in my childhood. And I realized, I was like, I'm going to repeat this same pattern that I did with my mom, with my father. So like something needs to fucking, like, I'm not going to be able to handle to do this with two parents. If I have to be the person that's like, you need to see me, (laughs) I will. Because that's just what I need. And I need a relationship. So, mate, you gotta make you gotta make it happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, of course, like I had this massive conversation with my dad that ended up, you know, it ended up like crying for like an hour with him over the phone. Oh. Which was it was nice, but you know, I'm so emotional mm-hmm. that like the first thing that my parents will say whenever I do start to cry is like, oh God, no, 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 don't, don't get here. It's like, wow. <sighs> If that's like the reaction I've gotten, like when yeah. I was young with emotion, no wonder I feel like I don't want to like be vulnerable people. or I don't want to like, you know, like I, I rather go deal with my own shit because I don't want to put any burden on people. And I, and I told that to my dad. I said, no, dad, like you need to hear what I am feeling and how I'm feeling. And I need to hear how you're feeling. I was like, don't make me feel like I can't express myself or what I'm feeling is too much because I'm going to have to take what you're, you know, whatever it is that you have on with like love and respect and openness, you know? And it was, it was really, really nice. And then I thought I was going to have like this amazing conversation with my stepmom that I think we (laughs) definitely need because there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff there that needs to be handled and fixed. And then of course, you know, my, my parents came up with an excuse the night before we, well, in my mind, it's an excuse, but a night before I was going to go see them of why, why I, why you couldn't, why I couldn't come. But then I allowed it too, which is my own pattern. I was like, okay, it's because I'm so used yeah, to that. Yeah, but it's hard when someone's calling saying, I don't want you to be here. What are you going to say? No, I'm coming. Or did you reschedule for another day? You know, and that's what I need to explain to them. It's like, that's what it feels like. Whenever I get canceled or moved on, it feels like I don't want you there. So I stay away. I know it's like, grandma, grandma doesn't want you over the house because she's embarrassed at how the house looks. It's like, but it feels like you guys are saying that you don't want me around. And that's and that's where we need to well, communicate. Well, that's the like, child within you, yeah. you know, that, that's, that's feeling all those things. Exactly. So I think in the new year when I get back from this trip, I'm going to have to be the grown-up. And I'm going to have to like – it's not easy for me to push myself on people. I've, I'm not that person. I've never been that person. I'm, but I'm going to have to. (laughs) But maybe you'll, you'll heal, you'll heal something in, within them and your relationship if they know this, you know, I think so. They're not mind readers. So maybe just talking about it. Yeah, I think so. And I think I just need to like, let go of that fear of me being vulnerable and emotional is okay. And it's how I communicate. And I just need them to like, listen and like take it in and vice versa. Like I just need to listen to them and and take them in and there be no stubbornness between both parties. It's like, you can't, you can't, you know, we all Do you think you're getting some tools through therapy that will be able to get you there? It's so funny. Like right now, I think 
Well, you're still spilling the story, right? Yeah, now. the tools I'm not getting, but yeah. she's she's being. I think I'm crazy. My emotion, who I am, my mood swings, what I feel like, like I f- I feel like I am like overwhelmed with myself and my <laughs> emotions. Like I am. I'm. I I know I'm a lot. You are overwhelmed, but that doesn't mean they are overwhelming to people. It, exactly. So that, but that's what I feel like when I go out into the world. I feel like I need to. There's many parts of myself that I need to hold back because I feel like I can just be so overwhelming, but it's some, just to people, just to people in general. I, I well, exactly. But because of my childhood of whenever I would feel something, it would always be like, Oh God, okay. Uh, what's happening? I right. closed that off. So it was just so funny when I was like vomiting to your old therapist and I was just like literally vomiting and crying and I was like and I literally at the end of that I was like do I need to go to a psychiatrist do I need to be on medication I was like is it common what did she say someone to be this sad like I was like I need you to know like I am overwhelmed with what I am feeling and I am so ready to figure it out because I cannot live like this anymore that's why you're there, my friend. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, I just want you to know I understand you. And I don't think anyone's ever said that to you in your life. And I'm gonna cry right now. And I was like, fuck. Oh shit. Yeah. No one has ever, ever said it's you're okay. Like what you're feeling is okay. And I understand you. Like you're right. not crazy you're like, you're making perfect sense. And that was just so powerful to me. That was so powerful. And I do, I feel so much lighter now that I'm communicating and I'm speaking just, just to her. Mom and I had a massive conversation the other night and I, we said some really honest, honest things. Good. And, you know, that conversation with my dad was pretty honest. And I'm kind of pretty- The truth shall set yeah. you free. Oh, like, guys, 100%. If you guys ever, at all out there feel so bottled in and hopeless and just feel like you're too much for people, you've got to find your voice in these situations. And I know it's so hard and you're probably so afraid and so scared of how you're going to feel or how that person's going to react. But I guarantee you, you will feel so much lighter and happier. Like I feel happier that I'm now talking. Good. Now you can see why I would go twice a week for 30, for 14 years. No, I get it. I mean, it's fucking expensive, but like, I mean, it's just, it's, but it's, it's, for, but it's your mental health, you yeah, know, like 100%. what's the price? Hundred, hundred, hundred percent. And she would always say to me, like, let me hold that feeling for you. Like, leave yeah. it in here. Let me hold it for you until next time. Like, and I really felt protected and safe. And, you know, that's why it was so hard for me to to do Zoom, you know, once COVID hit and then now moving because I was used to going into that space yeah. twice a week. And I needed to go into that space with my cup of coffee and sit on the couch and, you know, and just be in 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 her arms, essentially. Yeah. And it's different when you're, you know, on Zoom and I don't know who's listening and who's here and I, people are outside and yeah, I don't know if my, you know, I can't talk about my husband because he's in the kitchen and, yeah. you know, it's like, am I going to sit and do it? You know, like it just gets, I, I would, I would actually have my Zooms with her in my closet. 
I would close the door. I would turn on the fans in the bathroom. I would close the bathroom door and I would close the door to my bedroom just because I felt, and I would put the the air purifier on because I just didn't feel, I don't know. You can't talk about, like, could you do a session with her with Tom in your house? Now I feel like I can. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, Tom and I got very honest. Good. So you've had the conversations then. Yes. So it's like, there's no, I've been so used to that as a kid to like, just hold in my own emotions and how I'm feeling and, and not demand my worth and not demand what I want. (laughs) So, and just like cater and be Mm. a people pleaser. I got it. Yeah. Because of my own insecurities and my own fears of being alone (laughs) and not being loved or whatever bullshit that I have. The fact that she has made me feel leaving these sessions that I make sense and that someone understands me is kind of all I needed to be like, okay, if this stranger that I've met for two (laughs) sessions can literally make sense of my jumbled, overwhelmed mind and make me feel not crazy and, and understood, then why the fuck can't I feel that with my mom and dad who raised me and my partner who I'm going to marry and some friends in my life? It's like, okay, <laughs> I can do this. I got this. I can do this. Whatever the you just outcome. Need, you just need a little bit of a push yeah. and a safe space. Yes. And then you'll get the tools and yeah. the confidence. And then your life will change. I mean, my, yeah. when, my, my life completely changed. Uh, it took me about six years of being in therapy for me to finally get it together yeah. and to get rid of those toxic people and to, you know, stop acting out. And to, she used to always tell me that she knew that I was disconnected from my body when I would tell her a story and my voice would be a higher register. Mm. You know, she'd ask about somebody. It's always about a guy or something like that. And then I would talk and talk and talk and she would, she would just sit there and she would kind of smirk and nod her head. And I'd be like, what, 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 you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. What? what do you, like, why are you, what, what is, what to say it, say it, you know? So her, her and I've only gotten, we've gotten into it, I think twice. Oh, really? Yeah. It's really interesting to get into an argument with your own therapist. Oh my God. I love it. I love that. <laughs> I love but she's that. always right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just in denial. No, I'm, I'm very, I'm very blessed and very thankful that you allowed me to communicate with her. <laughs> I feel like I've handed her to you. It feels to me like I'm your fairy godmother. Yeah, man. Yeah, bitch. Fairy godmother you know Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I just, cause you're so much like me. So I, I just, I get it. You like, I just, I just know you and I get it. Cause I've been, I've, walked in your shoes. Yeah. You know, a a decade before you did. So it's, it's nice for me to see you starting to grow and all of those things. And it's kind of how I felt like when I first met you doing Halloween, I was like, this is your thing now. Like I had mine, I've done mine. I'm, I'm already cemented. I'm good. Like this is your, like passing the torch. Here you go onto you. And I'm here to support you throughout all of it and guide you because that is a new part of, of life for you. And I feel like this is sort of what's happened in our friendship too, is that I can hopefully guide you, whether it be, you know, listen, we, I have my own shit to work on. I'm sure our therapist has her own shit to work on in her relationship too. No one's perfect, but I can guide you as best I can in marriage, in children, in family, you know, family dysfunction in whatever ways I can without feeling like 
hopefully I don't, you don't ever feel like I'm, I don't want my opinion to be unsolicited. I don't want to unsolicit or solicit my opinion. Is that right? I want it to be yeah. unsolicited. Am I saying that right? I don't know if I'm saying that right. No, it's, 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 it's good. I think, I think because, you know, we've, both were child actors that we, I I think that's the one thing that I really, really love about myself that I'm really well at taking direction Mm -hmm. (laughs) and listening to people. So I think that's why like my pathway of like, you know, when I was considered probably an alcoholic in my twenties, like falling asleep with a bottle of fucking rum, when I snapped out of that and was like, this actually doesn't feel good anymore. I quit that. And then, you know, when I did drugs for that year with my cocaine habit, I was like, ah, that's not going to, that's not going to end well. I'm going to quit that or smoking a pack of two packs of cigarettes a day. I was like, I can't work. I got to quit this. So I'm very good at like. Not letting yourself completely fail. Yes. Very, very good at that. Because you have had to survive on your own. That's what she fucking said. She's like. Your whole thing is you're a survivor. That's it. She's like, that's what that's that's what it is. You're just a massive survivor. You have you have used all these tools from when you started working as a child, which is what you yeah. kind of identify as. And I was like, yeah, that's probably right. I'm an eight year old. I can get it. She's like, because you've had to be a survivor, so you've used all these tools that have worked for you at that young little age that might not be serving or working for you right now. And I was like, okay, That's right. yeah, I get it. I get it. That but you sense. don't know. You don't know though until someone points it out to you. Yeah. Like these, this is all you, this is all you know. Yeah. A hundred percent. So how the fuck do you change that? I don't know. I, I mean, I do know. It's just, it's just work. Just work. Yeah. Work and like wanting to be a better, just, just right. wanting to be happier and and one and 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 not accepting you know unhealthy behaviors around you or your sadness as like just the norm one of the greatest things about your ability to be sad because i have a very hard time with that is you know that it's going to take a lot of vulnerability and emotional and and distress on your being to get you to the point where you can be happy yeah. But you're okay with with getting in the trenches with your feelings. The scariest thing for people that I think are not artists, that are not in touch with their feelings, that are not open to being vulnerable in front of other people is having to go into that room. Yeah. And and have that stuff come up. Like that starting there is is hard. Horrifying. Yeah. Because of all the things you know you're going to have to feel and all the, the things that you've pushed down with things like sex, drugs, gambling, what you know, whatever it may be, whatever your addiction is. Uh, Just simply to lying to yourself things. too. Just simply like lying to yourself. People are very good at that. I'm okay. See, I'm, good. I'm not good at that. I'm fine. I know, but some people are. I am. But do they really believe it? I mean, it's like if you say a lie enough, it becomes true. If you if you lie about something enough, it's like you don't know whether it's a lie or, or a truth anymore. That's why some people well, like that like lie, they believe their own lies because they've just been No, but I think if so you long. can't remember, that means you were lying. Like you'll never forget the truth. The true story never changes. Only lies change. Yeah. I don't know, man. People can't keep track of lies. Yeah. That's why they're always caught at some point. All I know is get in there. 
and do the work because <laughs> it's so fucking worth Why it. Why is my mother here? Is that my mother? <laughs> Why is my mother uh, Danielle, here? Danielle, go in and do the work. My fucking mother's here. Why is my mother here right now? And she's like barreling up the driveway. Um, I mean, look and see if she texted me. This is going to no, be she didn't. amazing, y'all. This is amazing. Tell she's us how not you're coming feeling. on the show. Tell us how you're feeling, Danielle. <laughs> oh, God. I want to say hi to your mom. Well, I just wonder what she wants. She's probably here to like... I don't know. She's ta- she's talking about her car. She doesn't know what she wants to do with her car. She wants to buy her car, refinance her car, release her car. We get should a new do car. an episode with your mom. I think that'd no. be fun. No <laughs> fucking way. In we'll make hell. it. We'll make it a drinking game. You know what, Scout? I have an idea. Bring <laughs> no. your mom on and mom on together. Okay. <laughs> My mom will show Could up. I- My mom will cancel like five minutes beforehand. <laughs> she will show up. <laughs> She'll disappear off of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have a mom anymore. <laughs> She'll, I'll be like, ah, I don't know where she went. <laughs> she disappeared. <laughs> she's gonna come. She's gonna come walking in here, though. She's That's gonna, great. She's gonna come right into my house. She's gonna come right into the garage. She's gonna come she's in gonna and come. she's gonna be like, "Stop fucking talking about me on the podcast." It's gonna be like, "What do you? What do you do? What do you?" And I'm gonna be like, "Mom, I, I, told, I told her. You, I told her. I called you. You didn't pick up the phone, but I just texted." I just messaged her. She's actually staying tonight at Jana's house. She's watching her kids because she's going. Jana's going out of town, so oh cute. She's staying at my neighbor's house, watching. She's sleeping over there. Everybody oh, awesome. loves Nana. They all yeah. they all go to her house. Everybody goes to her house. Oh, like really? her neighbor's kids go to her house. Jana's kids go to her house, and any given night, she's got five kids at her house. Really? Oh yeah, they all go there. They they hang out. They play games. She feeds them. It's like a whole. She's like it's like Aww, a whole situation. Go Nana. That's great. I love that. She loves it. Even even Jackson, Jenna's oldest son, he's 13, he's 14. He'll call her when he forgets his lunch or is hungry and he'll be like, Nana, can you bring me Subway? And she'll go get him Subway and bring him Subway to school or tacos to school or I don't ever remember her doing that. Oh my that. God. I can't she, wait to call your mom and be like, oh dude, she'd be there in two seconds. Are you kidding? Soup? <laughs> as much as my mom, oh my God, all you have to do is be, I mean, every time I'm like, if she'll call and I'm like congested or whatever, she'll be like, are you congested? you getting a cold? It's not like you're getting a cold. Do you mean to make you matzo ball soup? Like oh she's immediately. God. I'd love your like, mom. I really do. It. Everybody loves my mom. I can't wait to party with her. <laughs> Except David. David doesn't love my mom, but everybody loves my mom. That's yes, not true. My mom and David have a special relationship. Yes, they used to does. love each other. They love each We're other. We're going to get back to that. It's just a, it's a different, it's a different, I mean, yeah, I was just, I was thinking of like um, Tom's parents. Tom's parents are, are hard not to love. Like they're great. I love his parents. His whole family is really awesome. Even though I don't know all of their names because there's so many people. You know, it's funny when I, I think my, I feel like my mom is such a fish out of water places. I mean, she definitely stands out. It's mostly because of the accent. Yeah. But when I listen to people, come in. Mom. Hi, what's up? Bring her on over. Oh, here, come here for a second. Scout come on, Mamacita, let's go. Oh, my mom went to pick up David's stuff from Home Depot. See, oh, they love each that. other. Jackie just did it, and I said to him, I'm going by Home Depot. Would you like any? Oh, she offered to go to and Home Depot said, for him. No, and then he texted me and said, you still there? I need stuff. Oh, here, come here. I'm just going to put the headphones on. She's going to be so mad. I won't use this video. No, you will not use this video. Here, hold on. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I can't see you. Hold on. Let me make this. this oh, angle. there I am. Oh, there she no, she's is. Not want that. I was just telling Here your daughter that I'm so stoked to Do party we look with you. Yeah, you guys look like twins. 
This is recording an episode of the podcast right now. Hi. You're on it, bye. baby. <laughs> She's like, bye. What is that? I'm going to. Why can't I use it? Oh, I just had some Botox done up here. Oh, my mom just had Botox done. Oh, she Good looks job, great. Bye, baby. Great. Bye. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna end I'm gonna end this on one one note. Danielle, how do you wait? How do you eat a slim gym? Guys, everybody, just think about this. How do you guys eat a slim gym? How do you eat a slim gym? I peel it out of the wrapper and I bite hold it. it in half the wrapper and eat it, bite off a piece and chew it and eat it, bite off a piece, chew it and eat it. Yeah. Um, so when you take the Slim Jim out of the package, yeah, there is an additional plastic on. No, you're kidding. No way. Yes. Every sausage has a casing. There is a different, nope. You're supposed to, if you read the directions on the Slim Jim, you're, you're supposed to take that off. And on that note, that's our podcast. <laughs> Useless information by Scout that I will now never but forget. Now, but now you're going to be like, fuck, how, many, how much of that shit that I've, I've ingested in my body on set? Slim Jims are the popular fucking thing to like have. Oh, no, I always set. go for Twizzlers. Oh, I always go for Slim Jims. I'm, I- There's just as much plastic in Twizzlers as there are eating the plastic in <laughs> Slim Jims, I'm sure. Yeah, On that true. note, uh, I will. I will see you, bitch, before we record next time. Yay! I'm excited. Yeah, we're gonna do an episode with our spouses and and other yes. goody episodes. That'll so be the next excited. episode, actually, probably either the next one or the one after that. Nice. I'm excited. I'm stoked. It's gonna be fun. All right, girl. I love you. Love you. Bye, guys. I'll Happy see Tuesday. You later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Happy Tuesday. Bye.